Broadcasting Stations. It's time for Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. The first hour of Sports Time is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Stats-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you. Johnny Hill producing, as always, on a Monday. And we're going to be with you for the next three hours. Got a lot to get to uh, because we haven't been here for a, a while. It's been um, since last Tuesday. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it works. Sounds like we're good to go. Sorry, John. um, no, Johnny today. It's okay. It's okay. Hey, as long as the – we just got to make sure the mics yeah, work. That's yeah. all right. Sorry, uh, Johnny. It's been, a long, it's been a long time, and we're still trying to recuperate from uh, the Brett. things we break. I'm Bryant. Nice Hi, to Johnny. meet you, Johnny. Yes, hello. Uh, t- we're back. Yeah, we're back. Last Tuesday was the last show we did with everything Ole Miss basketball on Wednesday, obviously Thanksgiving on Thursday, uh, NFL game on Friday. So uh, a Brian, lot to get to. I lost all sense of day and time at I, some point I, in there. I think I did too. I really did. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it felt like a really long time. I was, I was actually talking to my girlfriend Melinda, I think yesterday, and she was talking about Christmas. Obviously, everyone in the Christmas spirit and everything now. And she was like, yeah, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of off days around Christmas. Like, it's going to feel weird. Like after, I think she has like a week off for Christmas. She's like, it's going to be weird going back. I go, no, no, no. It's going to feel super weird. I said, because I've been at the radio station a couple of days since our last show, but mm-hmm. it feels like a month since me and Brett did our last show. If I'm anything, huh. I am devoted to routine. Yes. And this has been way out of routine, not, yes. not, not being here in the days and the games. And we forecast it. We talked about it. And I, I do every year. Mm-hmm. I, I think last week is – one of one or two or three favorite weeks a year yeah. for me. Yeah. And boy, did it live up to it. There was that point Friday for Memphis centric, that's where we are. That's right. Uh, sports fans, you had Tiger football at 11, mm-hmm. Tiger basketball game that got kicked, got moved later because of overtime. Right. And the Grizzlies. I don't know if they were all going at the same time, but you had two of the yeah. three going at, sure did. At, at the same time. And then a lot of other area interest yeah. in, 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 in things. It was a lot going on. No, it was, it was, a, it was a ton going on. And, and, you know and what this week brings? Championship week. Well, no, I don't know. What oh, it, no, no. What, what is it? Tiger Woods back on the Oh, that's right. Week. That's right. We're going to break it down, aren't we? Oh. Should we get John going in? Uh, we should get John in. We should do our picks again. I mean, we should just we really for this should. weekend so somebody can pick. And, please be okay, and, uh, and please, please be As you around. usually do with the last three or four times Tiger Woods has participated in an event. I'll give you double points. You get quadruple points if you <laughs> pick Tiger Woods. Just take Tiger Woods. Uh, yeah. No, it will be. I mean, that's going to get a lot of interest with Tiger playing. And, and so, no, I mean. It's, I love him. I mean, who doesn't? I love to watch him play golf. Yeah, I don't know him any other no. way than that. No, no, and that's that's how it is, you know, for us with a, with a lot of these athletes. I, I bet Tiger doesn't really want to hang with me. No, I don't think he'd probably want to hang with me either. Uh, but that's okay. I'll that's okay. I'll hang out and, like and watch watching, him playing golf. You I, know, what he does best. Yeah, it, I bet exactly. Mozart wouldn't want to hang with me. No, probably not. No, there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't want to hang out with me. But I like to hang out on my couch and watch them do things that they're right. they're great at. So, um, but Brett, you uh, your Thanksgiving was spent in uh, Starkville. It was uh, for the Egg Bowl. How was that on Thursday? It was a lot of fun. Is Egg Bowl Thanksgiving night as it always is? Great scene. Great, great. Stadium and, and facilities, 
and Jeff Lebby's getting ready to. Mm-hmm. He, he's the new head coach at State. And wish him well. I've already texted with him. You know, a lot of times to buddies that get a job somewhere else, you text, you know, I hope you go Lebby. Right. And you know the one. Uh-huh. And I text him, I said, I think you understand that I can't even wish you to go 11 yeah. one, but if you have success, I'll be glad yes. for you. Absolutely, and and you, you know, I, I was uh, up here Friday morning with Zach Boyd, and, and we did the morning show. We broke with the guys out, Brett. You you had it uh, before I saw anybody talking about it. Nobody, was talking um, about no, it. nobody was talking about it. And and I asked you because I knew you were down there. Two really good sources. Yes, and and I knew you were down there. I knew you'd be talking to people. neither of which with Coach Lebby. You, well, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad that wasn't one of the sources, but uh, no, I knew you were going to be down there, and I I I'd, uh, I guess you were on with Dave Wednesday. And, and and, let me wait. You know, you said, yeah, you know, give me some time. Let me get down there. Let me talk to people. And so I was really excited. After I heard you say that to Dave, in my head I was going, okay, I'm going to have Brett on, on on Friday. I can kind of give away one source. I was at Old Waverly at lunch on Thursday, right. and that's a pretty I mean, good Mississippi State yeah, source there. That's a that's a good source. Um, but either way, uh, Jeff Lebby announced as the head coach, and, and I think there's going to be a lot of excitement down there. I mean, with what he can do um, from an offensive standpoint, his offensive mind is I, I would really give this good. caveat. And I would, if Jeff Lebby was replacing Lane Kiffin right. at Ole Miss, yeah. I would, if, for any coach, it is an extremely tough league to yeah. have your first head coaching job yes. in. Yes, 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 yes. And then that's what's going to go through, know. except for Dan Mullen, mm-hmm. go through the Mississippi State head coaches that it was their first head coaching job. And it, it has chewed up some yeah. really good people and really good coaches like the beloved Rocky Felker. Yeah. The beloved Sylvester Croom. Mm-hmm. And even this last year. But yeah. No, I mean, it's. They it, had an exception. It, but I, I think Jeff Levy will do him a good yeah. job, and he and Lane Kiffin are fine. Uh huh. They, they'll, they'll, they'll bring a lot of spice to, will. to a rivalry uh-huh. that probably is never lacking for spice, yeah. but it always seems to get more. You no, know, I think a really good selection. I think, uh, you know, that's going to make the, the Egg Bowl, you know, 10 they, times they want him fun. to be Dan Mullen. Oh, yeah. Y- absolutely. Young. Offensive coordinator, proven mm-hmm. in the league, yes. like Dan Mullen was at Florida. Jeff Lebby was very proven at mm-hmm. Ole Miss. Yeah. No, and, and other places. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And Dan Mullen had been, too. He, mm-hmm. he was very successful at Utah. Yeah, and so that was that was one of the big openings uh, in the SEC. The other one, a little more uh, complex this weekend right, I, in terms of I, who Texas A&M was going to hire. I conked out Saturday night about 9.45. Yeah. I just, I'd had enough. And so when I woke up Sunday morning, I missed the two hours of Mark Stoops at A&M. I what missed a, the entire A&M was. regime. What a, what a time that was. I mean, in, incredible. It was, uh, I guess, started to be reported Saturday night. I thought night. my phone had been hacked. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it wasn't. It, it was it was crazy because it started getting reported. And not just reported by some people. I mean, Very 247, uh, Pro Football Focus, um, the, some reporters down at Texas A&M saying... Mark Passwaters, yes, A&M Sox. Absolutely. So, now, Texags, Lucci, Olin Buchanan, mm-hmm. those guys were a little more right, reluctant. Right. And so, uh, but it, it was some, some big names reporting, yeah, hey, this is what's going to happen. All they need is, is you just got to get those signatures, but that always happens. I, I was told on College Football Final that Matt Berry... And Joey Galloway and Dan Mullen were yeah. talking about. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Fait accompli. Yeah, and so I mean, it was it was literally everyone was talking about it. People were tweeting about it. People were writing about it, saying, "Hey, this is done. All all that needs to happen is everyone needs to sign the dotted lines." We know that happens with everybody, and the Texas A and M fans hear about it and they lose their minds about it. I wake up to a, our friend Pat Smith, who will join yeah. us Wednesday at five and talk SEC championship game and the most thrilling Iron Bowl ever. Oh man. 
he tweeted. So I wake up Sunday morning. I see his tweet. Mm-hmm. If this happens, and, yeah. and Pat had an if in there, Ooh. it would be the second time in history that A&M had hired a coach from Kentucky, Bear Bryant. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And I'm going, what in the heck? And then I, I keep scrolling, and it, and it and scuttled. It's, yeah, and then everything. And then for a very short time, there were reports that the interim coach was just going to keep that that position. That, that the all locker the, room wanted the that. Locker the locker room, room wanted always uh, They does, always though. want the interim. It's, you can't listen to them. Because no. a lot of them are going to be in the portal anyway. It, exactly. And then, in, insert Max Johnson here. Exactly. And then, you know, a, a couple of hours later, we have Mike Elko. And, and now we know he's in, in A&M. And we know that he's going to be the head coach. But it was a wild weekend for Texas A&M. I know we'll talk about it a bunch mm-hmm. between now and opening day next year. Yeah. But for Mike Elko, great job at Duke. Yeah. But really good when his quarterback was healthy, not no, so good, good after him, and he didn't sign that quarterback. Mm-hmm. David Cutcliffe did. Well, and and I heard I forgot who I heard say this. Um, I think earlier today or, or maybe yesterday, and they said, uh, you know, the Texas A&M fan base lost their mind at, at Stoops, but they're they're perfectly fine with Mike Elko, and I mean, and, and they're 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 kind of glomming on to he's an Aggie. Yeah, he he was D coordinator four years. Right, he went to Penn. <laughs> I mean, I mean yeah. Penn's about as much Aggie. How much? Yeah, how much Aggie loyal as I'm Penn. Really yeah, that's right. <laughs> I, mean, no, so, I, mean, I mean, I just don't know in in terms of what we've kind of known of Texas A&M and kind of what they like to do. If they want to be flashy, they want to spend a lot of money, they want to make the right hires. It looks like they wanted a, just a good old-fashioned ball coach. It seems like it. And I, I, they may have gotten it. They, yeah. they would have been getting that in March, too. 100%. And, and it, it looks like Ross did what I think the, the good athletic directors do. You know you have a plan B. Mm-hmm. So obviously Elko was going to say yes. He knows he wasn't first choice. No, he he has to know it. Yeah. If he's not, I'm breaking him some <laughs> tough news. Jeff Trailer would have said yes. Jeff Trailer would have said yes. UTSA. So aim a little higher. Yeah. And I think Mark Stoops is I think second so. in seniority in the SEC mm-hmm. in coaching, what he's done at Kentucky. We all respect. Even the rumor Friday that I got that Ryan Day had told his agent very similarly to two years ago mm-hmm. when Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly let the agent world know we're open for offers. <laughs> we'll, we will listen. Interesting. That Ryan Day even had done that, and A&M may have been shooting mm. for that. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, certainly probably had a, an option B and an option C for for that. You better job. have them. Yeah, you better have them. But I mean, I remember what was it a year ago when when we were having real argument. I think those those arguments are still there. Of is Kentucky could Kentucky now be considered a football school instead of a basketball no. school because of what Mark Stoops has done because of that kind of beef that there was between uh, Stoops and Calipari and uh, and so no, I think what he's built at Kentucky has been incredible and and the job he's done has been um really unbelievable but you know i I guess at the end of the day he's not as flashy as the the fan base wanted even scrolling through the the two hours he was head coach at a&m i I was when i first saw it i'm thinking they've landed big game bob stoops now i I was i'm going what the heck whoa out of retirement yeah 
Well, I guess not out of retirement. He's in one of those spring leagues. I don't know. Yeah, Except not heavy thing. lifting though. No, no, not not at all. But uh, it was a, it was a out. If you just take away everything that happened on the field over the weekend, it was a it was an interesting weekend in terms of hires and could be hires, firings. Dan Holgerson out now at at Houston. So he I mean, begged for it. And he sure did. And got it. And he did. Well, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna do Wednesday at three thirty. Final Tiger football, SEC football mm-hmm. grades. I love it. I want the grade book out now. Oh no! From people at nine zero one three six zero eight two five five, A B C D or F. No plus, no minus. minus. That's That's a bunch of cop out Uh, garbage. A B C D or F. Well, we know it's not D or F. Okay. And I don't even think it's C. What was the Tigers' weekend in Bahamas? In the a week in the Bahamas? Oh man! What was it? I'd love to hear from people. Oh man, that's a good question. I'd say. I want to say an A, but I'll give him a B. I'm gonna Let's go. go again. I'm gonna go incomplete. <laughs> Brett, you can't do that. I love it, Brett. I love it, Brett. What you say, no, incomplete? No, I'm going no. incomplete. He hey. can't give him an incomplete. It was the weekend in the Bahamas. It's Monday. The weekend <laughs> hey. incompleted. Hey. hey. But in my opinion, Brian, I agree with you, a B. But it can't be incomplete. I, I see why he wow. say incomplete, though. Hey, here's how. The two wins, now Tiger basketball fans. Okay. And I know with one group, you don't want to do this. Uh-huh. You ain't got to give to the foundation or anything, <laughs> but you got to be the biggest Michigan-Arkansas fans oh, yeah. going. Oh, you go. want Michigan big blue. to be the one or two seed uh-huh. come Big Ten tournament time, oh, yeah. and same for the Razorbacks. Do you want the, yes. you want Arkansas to bulldoze uh-huh. Duke Wednesday night because yeah, it do. factors in that you know that big you know uh-huh. kettle of stew that that's you know. RPI and net and uh, and all that, all that sort of thing. The Villanova loss, and we'll talk a lot more about sure. it. I, I don't I don't know how you can disguise being down thirty five with ten mm-hmm. to play. That's not good no. by any definition. But will it be by the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Can you summon into something mm-hmm. by the end of the year? Because they did crawl back to only no, they, lose they by fought. sixteen, uh-huh. whatever it was. Yeah. Everything that happened for the good in the Bahamas. You can build on sure. even the shortcomings, even yep. the bad, the yep. the runner up trophy. Mm-hmm. That ain't a bad runner up trophy with that no, cast no, of characters no, down there. No, no, so no. I'm going incomplete. Okay, I like it. I want to hear. Uh, <laughs> I want to hear the listeners' answers. And I don't know if I'll take an incomplete from from a listener that texts in. If I had to give a grade, at worst, you can give as a B. I think so. To yeah. to the the great moments of the Michigan game. At times, they looked as good as the Tiger basketballs oh, ever looked. Absolutely. And then against Arkansas, that I got a beef with the, the schedule makers down there. All summer, that game, if you if those two teams won and met, was yeah. going to be a one thirty Thursday game, mm, right? That's right. Then they kick it back because uh-huh. it's more of a glamour game uh-huh. to later. Yep. And then the overtime, I didn't get to watch a single solitary oh, second man. of it because I was oh, busy man. at the egg I ball. forgot about that overtime. Not me, that, out of everything. That game didn't Wait forever for Arkansas. Right. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm knee-deep at that time yeah. in, in egg bowldom. And you know, Arkansas and Memphis don't play in forever. Yeah. And I don't get to watch. I haven't seen a replay of it. I've seen not, not a millisecond of it. Wow. Well, it was a good game. You missed a good one. Thanks. Oh, wait, it's so good, Brett, that in, and because of the, the game before them that went to overtime. So that game was on – what was that game on? ESPN 2? Well, I, I, know, I say I didn't see a millisecond of it because it was on our screen. No, it was on ESPN. As we were doing pregame. Right. And then they kicked it to something else to kick – the egg bowl right. off. So they kicked it from ESPN. I bet they went over great with Tiger fans. <laughs> yeah. 
They kicked it from ESPN to must have been ESPN two because of the Egg Bowl. So now Tigers are on ESPN two, and then they kicked it again because there was some other game starting. Oh, no. I guess another basketball game started that they wanted to put on more with like thirty seconds left. They well, kicked it to ESPN one thirty as the bracket yeah. had said all yeah. summer. Yeah. And, and we I all could have enjoyed I happily ever that. after. No, that's a that's a really good point. I, I completely forgot about that. But no, I, mean, I thought a really good weekend uh, for the Tigers, and even that loss against Villanova. I think people are kind of losing um, a little bit of the fact that Villanova is a really good team, and uh, you know I know they lost to Penn, um, but Brett, don't forget that game was played in the Palestra. You don't walk big into five. the Palestra the or a Big Five out. game and just walk out with a win. Um, but you know we're, we're seeing a lot of teams kind of getting upset early in the season. Villanova. Didn't we beam really to that well. game that night? We did. We I sure think did. we did. We sure did. We beamed to him, watched every second of it. But So it, it was re- really busy for me. I knew I Very was busy. in trouble with sleep Thursday night when at 9.30, no, there's not a better hot dog in the SEC than at Davis Wade Stadium, okay. Scott Field. Really? And they also have, you know, they they have the ice cream, the Mississippi State okay. made ice cream. All right. Great ag school. Sure. Great, yeah. great uh, animal science school. I knew at nine thirty when I was eating mm. a hot dog and muscadine mm. ice cream. Mm. I mean, this 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 oh, game yeah. no. this may not end well. Yeah, this is not going to be a good night. No, Ooh, yeah, yeah, it was busy for you. But the then... the drive back Thursday night, oh, I'm not, man. you know, like from seventy eight, kind of from the Olive Branch exit yeah. on the very first one, kind of the Methodist Hospital exit on. Right. I'm not kidding you. I went from there to. Highway 78 and Shelby Drive, up Shelby Drive to 55, did not encounter one car coming my direction. Wow. Wow. There, there was – it wasn't anybody Nobody. out. Nobody. Well, you joined – like I said, you joined us Friday morning. I completely forgot you were driving back yeah. on Thursday night. Three hours of sleep. You're like, you're like, yeah, I'm at my house right now. I was like, what? And then went to Fayetteville. And then went to Fayetteville. It was a very busy weekend for you, Brett. I hope you – at some point, caught up on your sleep before. Oh, I did. Got That's in from Fayetteville and got in bed about ten fifty Friday night Ooh. and and slept late till seven thirty Saturday morning. Um, late. Me and you, I think, have different uh, <laughs> yeah. definitions of late. But let me set up today's show before we get to top and not top story of the day. Three thirty. Jonah Dillon, the Tiger football beat writer uh, over at the Commercial Appeal, he's going to join us. We got to talk about that win for the Tigers uh, over Temple on Friday. Um, we've also got to talk about what bowl game the Tigers could land with uh, kind of. The regular season behind us, and we've already have a couple of entrances to the transfer portal from the Tigers roster. So we'll talk about all of that uh, in our next segment with Jonah Dillon. Three forty-five. We got to talk about the Tigers. Their weekend in the Bahamas for the basketball team: two wins over Michigan and Arkansas, but they lost the final against Villanova. Four o'clock. David Cobb. He'll join us from CBS Sports Talk, college football and college basketball. A ton to get to with David at four o'clock. Four thirty. We'll get to our sissies log cabin look back at the weekend in the SEC. Four forty-five. We'll get to big number. Of the day. 5 o'clock to Michael Cole, the Grizzlies beat writer at the Commercial Appeal, will join us. Another loss at home for the Grizzlies last night, and Marcus Smart was not happy about it. Let him know during a timeout um, that they were playing embarrassingly bad. It was embarrassing. Did he just joined the team? Uh, yet, so yes, Brett. Yes. Okay. Long story short, and he hasn't played um, okay. all of the games this season. He's so he's 0 and 0 this year, huh? That's right. Yes, that's correct. And, and all that admonishing uh, and gesticulating? Yes. yes, that's right. No, he has, okay. he has the same amount of wins as. Uh, as, I guess less wins as a Grizzly than anybody has only a couple wins as a Grizzly. I, I thought that was a bad look. Yeah, no, it was it was interesting. It was interesting last night when the Grizzlies lost again at home, 0 and 8 start 
for the Grizzlies at home. So we'll talk a lot about this Grizzlies start to the season with DeMichael at 5 o'clock. 5.30, we get to our Roost Chris Monday Night Football pick and preview. We've also got to get to our big four quarterbacks combined for both the Bears and the Vikings at 5.45. We'll wrap up today's show like we always do with Taco Bell Crunch Time. Let me remind you, we're in our Family Leisure Studios where family and fun come together. The Overstock Sale. Family Leisure needs your help to clear out their overstock inventory. Select patio sets up to 50% off. Play gyms under $2,000. Extended sale pricing on all in-stock hot tubs and swim spas and their winter pool closing items now up to 30% off. Pool tables and game room items up to $700 off their in-stock stock items and family leisure also has you covered for saunas massage chairs arcades and theater seating all with free delivery and their special financing it's still available but only at family leisure 2120 Witten road just north of i-40 our producer is johnny hill he's brian i'm brett and you can join us at 901-360-8255 the grades are rolling in and my buddies are telling me like john varlis telling me i copped out yeah, also a, a good friend of mine that was at every game in atlanta he went to every minute oh, wow. of every game he's Villanova was clearly the best team. Yeah, and I asked him the, the fan breakdown. He said North Carolina had the most, okay. Arkansas close second, mm-hmm. and Tigers just narrowly – Arkansas and Memphis, about the same, yeah. but a few more, a few more Razorback fans. But Memphis, they got the win. This hour of our show brought to you every day by Lexus of Memphis. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas from everyone at Lexus of Memphis, the only Lexus dealership in town at twenty six hundred Ridgeway and online at lexusofmemphis.com. Call them at 901-334-9673. Great offers on the very few remaining 2023s and all the 2024s that are rolling in and ready to be a great holiday gift. Always special leasing options. Drive-in luxury and confidence, knowing that every new Lexus comes with complimentary first and second maintenance services. Stop by Lexus of Memphis at 2600 Ridgeway and put yourself in the driver's seat of the all-new 2024 flagship LS500, and you'll be looking and you'll be driving driving in style. When you purchase a Lexus, you get top-of-the-line engineering and design they make for the luxury driving experience. Online at LexusofMemphis.com. Experience amazing. Experience amazing at Lexus of Memphis. Top story of the day. Well, Brett, my top story of the day today is what the Tigers did in the Bahamas. I thought a very successful weekend, or I guess week, as it wrapped up on Friday in the Bahamas for the Memphis Tigers. You go out there uh, against a, I think, a, a good Michigan team. You go out, you get that uh, first game of victory, and at some points of those games, it looks like the Tigers were the better team by far in, in all far. areas of the game, up by 15 at one point. Now, Michigan did fight and, and make it close at the end, um, but the Tigers, they get that win to set up the big game against Arkansas, who narrowly needed overtime double. to beat Stanford. Double overtime, you're right, uh, to beat Stanford in their first game, but the Tigers go out and basically do the same thing they did in that first game against Michigan. They look like the better team at times. Michigan or, excuse me, Arkansas makes it closer at the end, but ultimately the Tigers get another win. It sets up on Friday with a game against Villanova, and Villanova uh was clearly the better team. Them, again. Yeah, again. I think a lot of people were kind of down on this Villanova team because of that loss against Penn, but uh, this is an older team. They're very physical. They're very disciplined, um, and they can shoot the three ball, and that's what really hurt the Tigers early as they could just could not compete with Villanova. They were missing shots early, and that's what ultimately put them behind and in such a large deficit early in that game. But I did like the fight back at the end. They did not give up. I mean, when they had 16 points at half, 
halftime. They could have immediately said, okay, well, this has been fun. The Bahamas has been nice. Those beaches have looked great. We're going to pack it in, and, and we'll see you in, what, two weeks, a week and a half when, when we're down in Oxford to play Ole Miss. But they didn't do that. They fought. They they made that deficit a little bit closer. They go on a 21 nothing run in the second half and gave some people hope. So I thought a, a very successful uh, weekend for the battle for Atlantis. My top story, and I think I say this every year on this Monday, Last week, last weekend, the greatest college football week weekend ever. From egg to apple to clean old-fashioned hate to Michigan-Ohio State to the wildest Iron Bowl ever. Epic, epic weekend. It's the week that the tears flow in both locker rooms. The celebrations are wild cigars, hats, trophies, water dousing, way over-the-top fun. And on the other side, the dejection. Can't enjoy one side if you haven't been on the other. And to the celebrants, to the victors, what goes around, come around. To the dejected, you'll have your day. Not top story of the day. Well, my not top story of the day is this Tiger football team. Look at me, Brett. I'm going to stay completely local for my top and not top story of the day. The Tigers on Friday wrapped up their regular season with a win over Temple, a 45 to 21 win, and they made it look easy. And Great I think a lot of people might be sitting here and going, "It was Temple. What do you mean they made it look easy? That's huge. I mean, this Tiger team has been in some dog fights this year in conference play, and they're not the only team. Look at two. Lane. They've been in some dogfights this year. I think SMU has made a lot of their games look look easy, but now they've lost starting quarterback uh, Preston Stone for that championship game uh, this week against Tulane. But for the Tigers to go out there on the road early in the morning on a Friday and really dominate Temple, I thought was really, really impressive. Now we wait to see where this nine-win team will land in a bowl game. It could be the Liberty Bowl. I saw uh, Brett McMurphy over at uh, the Action Network still has Memphis in the Liberty Bowl. There's obviously some other options out there. I'm excited to talk to Jonah here in a, in a couple minutes to, to get his thoughts of where the Tigers could land. But uh, now kind of looking back at it, uh, on, a, on a Monday, players are starting to talk. Players are starting to talk about their future. And two Tigers already in the transfer portal. I guess their intentions to enter the transfer portal as they can't do so just yet. But uh, redshirt junior offensive lineman Davion Carter, who's pretty much started every single game for the Tigers since joining before last season and backup quarterback Tevin Carter have both um, made their intentions clear on Twitter that they're going to enter the transfer portal. I'm sure that list will grow. Just how big will it grow and, and what players, what other starters outside of Carter will put their names in the transfer portal. It's that time of year. My not top story of the day. Phenomenal week in paradise for the Tigers. We want your grade, though. No pluses, no minuses, flat letter grade. They handle Michigan and Arkansas in pretty good fashion. I don't know easy, but the Tigers were clearly, to start to finish in both of those games, the better team. David Jones, meet the world. Ashton Hardaway will be so much fun to watch. Yeah. Big Brother was good. Mm-hmm. Dad was great. And 5-1 and one is a great place to be for this team. They did a lot of NCAA tournament bid work last week, and they still got some more to do. But that 16-point loss to old nemesis Villanova, it, it, it seemed rough at times. Down 35 mm. with 10 to play. But even that... Even that will make this team better come March. Yeah, no, it definitely will. I was a little surprised that uh, 
not in the AP Top 25 again after that weekend, and dropped out of the coaches' poll. They were 23rd last week in the coaches' poll, dropped out this week after that loss to Villanova, but let the season play out. A very tough uh, non-conference schedule for this Tiger team. But that'll do it for top and not top story of the day. Let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk Tiger football with Jonah Dillon. Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you and joining us now to talk Tiger football. Jonah Dillon from the Commercial Appeal. He joins us now. Jonah, thanks so much for joining us. Let's start off with the Tigers' victory over Temple on Friday. A 45-21 victory for the Tigers that saw Seth Hennigan become uh, the, the most completions thrown quarterback in Tiger football history. And Blake Watson uh, breaking 1,000 yards. Rock Taylor got close um, to breaking 1,000 at wide receiver. So it was a big game. And, and for the Tigers and what we've seen these past couple weeks really throughout conference season, it was nice to see them really dominate in a game and it not be a close one down the stretch. Yeah, it was the, it was the first game really since like the first two weeks of the season where Memphis actually won the game before the fourth quarter um, and really win or lose. It wasn't, it wasn't close, you know, by, by the end, they're just kind of running out the clock. Um, and it was the first game where the Tigers kind of came out, imposed themselves against a team that clearly wasn't on their level. You know, Temple is in last place in the conference. Um, but you never know. Obviously it was a road game sort of a, a weird environment in an NFL stadium with really not a lot of fans there. Um, there was an announced attendance of around 10,000. And I can tell you, having been there, that there were not 10,000 people in that stadium. Um, but you just never know how a team's going to come out, especially coming off of the disappointment of that new game. Uh, so it was definitely encouraging to see the Tigers kind of do the thing that we've been talking about all year, just come out against a team that you're clearly better than and just kind of beat them. Jonah, thank you so much for joining us yeah. and hope you had a, a, a great holiday. When, when you got here on this beat this summer, the number, it was much discussed for Ryan Silverfield. I think people settled in seven and let's talk eight for sure. He's safe, nine, no doubt about it. We get, he got to nine and I, I think he got there fairly easily. The three losses just simply out to, to, to better teams. And, and none of the three were in, embarrassing. None, none of them, in fact, they were all uh, fairly close. Coulda, shoulda. Do you think he enters into next year with another summertime number? I think so because I think when you look at what the conference is going to look like next year, and obviously we have to caveat it with, you know, conference realignment can always rear its head at any moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you look at the way the AC is going to look next year, SMU is obviously leaving. UTSA is losing Frank Harris as quarterback. We don't know if UTSA is going to lose its coach. Tulane also might lose its coach and could lose its quarterback. So it's very possible that we go into next season and Memphis is kind of like clearly the top team in the conference. And with the expanded playoff, and that means that, you know, if you win the conference, you've got a really good shot at making the playoff. Those expectations are going to be there. And it's going to mean that if Memphis next season – you know, we'll have to reevaluate, obviously, 
next offseason. But if Memphis goes into the season and people are expecting, hey, you should win the conference and go to the playoffs and you don't get there, then I think we're going to be having the same conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and again, because they didn't beat, like you said, because they, they lost those games against the better teams they played, all of which are now ranked in the AP Top 25, um, you know, that, that's why people are still having that conversation. You've got two of those three teams. Well, we we know two of the three will advance to New Year's Six Bowl games. The winner of the AAC, well, I don't know that with SMU. But if Tulane wins, they go into they go to the Fiesta Bowl, yeah. and it looks like Missouri's going to either Peach or Cotton. Yeah, and, and SMU possibly, if they win, Liberty might get that spot, especially with SMU's quarterback Preston Stone broke his leg. He's out for the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's obviously going to have a huge impact on uh, the AAC title game this week. Um, but So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, those teams... And obviously, I, you know, if SMU loses, they'll fall out of the rankings. But we know how good they are. We saw what Preston Stone did when he was here in Memphis for that game. It, um, and, this, yeah. is, this is shockingly a reminder to me of the last years of Josh Pastner. A lot of the very same mm-hmm. things are said about Ryan Silverfield as Josh. Very yeah. nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you, you don't you don't you don't want to embarrass this guy. Wins enough but want a little more. Yep. And like Josh Pashner, if I'm Ryan Silverfield next year yep. and the summertime talk is over the top and the August number is over the top, if I got to said number or a little above that, but maybe not enough to to pacify the fans, I would tell my agent Find me mm-hmm. something else, and I'll take it. And a lot of the fans would be like they were about Josh. I, I think yep. too many would be glad he's leaving, but you don't know the unintended consequences and the spiral that that could set off, and it happened in men's basketball. Yeah, well, here's the reality. is like if Memphis goes into next season and wins 10 games, Ryan Stoichel is going to get buzzed for open head coaching jobs at, at a higher level. Um, because if you're coming off a nine and three season and a nine ten win season right after that, people are going to be interested. They're mm-hmm. going to look at that and they're going to say, you know, you've won a lot of games. And you know, don't ask the Memphis fans what they think about that, but huh. uh, especially now. But right. you know, I think that's just something to keep in mind. Like we went into this season with all these conversations about, like you said, what is the win total? What do we have to do? And you know, it's possible that we're going to have the same conversation going to next. Season. Jonah, last week when we talked to you, we talked about the possibility of the Tigers being uh, staying here, I guess I should say, for their bowl game in the Liberty Bowl. I saw earlier today Brett McMurphy still has the Tigers projected to play in the Liberty Bowl against Iowa State. It'd be the same matchup we got back in 2017 when the Tigers were there. Uh, what have you heard about possibilities for the Tigers in bowl games and how likely, now that we've seen the regular season complete, that the Tigers could play in the Liberty Bowl? Yeah, so it's more likely now than it was last time I talked to you guys because SEC teams that had five wins all lost. Yeah. Um, and so the Tigers fans are uh, thanking Ole Miss for that one, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We talked about last week. Keep those but, cards uh, and letters coming. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right, I know. I, I wouldn't expect that to happen again anytime no. soon, so enjoy it while you sure can. Sure won't be Saturday uh, at the Pavilion. No, it will not. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but uh, so it's, it's, much, it's, much, you know, it's more possible now than it was last week a couple things still have to happen and then there's still decisions that get made um and a couple contingencies that could happen um i have another story up on commercialfield.com right now um from this morning which kind of laid out a couple of those things but the the bottom line is it's still very possible it's almost 
like I would say at this point, it's it's fifty fifty likely to have like it's 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 much more likely than it was last week. We're not looking at a whole list of like here's all these scenarios that have to unfold because most of those already did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not all based on results necessarily, so we won't really know until Sunday when those bulls are sitting down and making those decisions um, after we see all the conference title games. Jonah, do you think the discontent around Coach Ryan Silverfield, do you think that is generational? I I am feeling that it is. I I want your input on it because I think those 55, 60-year-old fans and up like me that knew of some of the really getting battered and teeth kicked in years, there were good, better years in there than I think the image or the the national uh, profile may 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 really be i think it was more success there than the tigers sometimes get credit for but i think the younger fans that really were cast as fans at the beginning of justin fuente and i'm I'm not saying this is bad and ryan silverfield has said it's a good thing i think they're a little spoiled and their appetites are a little heavier than us older fans do you think it's generational i think there's something something to that i just i think if you've been a fan in the past couple of years and you see what the expectations are, you know, Memphis has one of the longest bull streaks now in the country. Yeah. Um, when you look at that and the expectations are, A, you're going to go to a bowl game every year, and B, you're going to compete for a conference championship, which has been the expectation recently in Memphis. You know, if, if, if you're a fan who's only seen that, you're not going to really want to accept that, that anything below that, right? And you're going to, the expectation, sort of the minimum thing that you expect every year gets higher and higher as you would expect, especially when you have a coach who's going into next year and he's been there for what you feel like is a while. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happens. So that, that, that's where we are now, and the fans aren't going to say, oh, you know, it's great that we're, we're doing well now, but I'm going to be happy because I know what it was like 20 years ago, when in reality most of them, maybe they haven't been following it for that long. Um, and, and so that, that's how you get into that. You know, you look at if you're a current student at the University of Memphis, like you probably weren't following the team, you know, when they were really bad. Right. You've been there. If you went to this school a couple of years ago and you were there when Norvell was the coach, you're saying, wow, this is great. We're supposed to be, you know, going to the Cotton Bowl every year. So you're kind of a victim of your own success there, but that's, that's the job and that's the situation that the whole team is kind of in right now. I don't know when the sports brain really gets formed. Brian, huh. here, as a mere, mere toddler, was in his mother's <laughs> arms uh-huh. at the 2003 New Orleans That's Bowl. Right. But eight, nine, ten years old is a big time for kind of crafting and forming huh. that sports brain. So if you were, let's say, ten, the last year of Larry Porter, which was 2011. Yeah. Well, I was 11, so I mean. Okay. okay. Well, it's right around there. So if, if that was kind of the next year was kind of next year started with a home loss to UT Martin, but from that point on, really got what wow, wow, way to go, Brian. Great parenting. Your parents should be commended. But from that point on, so you're 23, 24, 25 years old. Yeah. It's all you've known, and you went to school in great times. That's right. That's right. It's a, yeah, that's, it's a different yeah, time. But that's, yeah, exactly. That's just how it goes, and, and it's like it makes sense though why. If you're a fan like that, why you have those expectations? Yeah, talking to Jonah Dillon from the commercial appeal, he's a Tiger football beat writer. Uh, before we let you go, Jonah, we did get some news earlier today. Uh, Davian Carter, uh, the redshirt junior offensive lineman, and Tevin Carter, uh, the backup quarterback, have both uh, made their intentions clear that they uh, intend to enter the transfer portal. Um, there was also some rumors, I guess, earlier this morning, late last night, about Rock Taylor. Um, what do you know about Davian Carter, Tevin Carter um, entering the portal? 
portal and then uh, the rumors about Rock Taylor maybe entering the portal? Yeah, well, I was told that Rock Taylor, there's no truth to those rumors as of now. Um, I, like I said in in my tweet about that, when people are going to come for me, fair enough, uh, (laughs) there's a caveat with with all of this stuff. And as Memphis fans know very well with what happened with Caden Preschooling last year, um, once you hear something that's not, it's not the end of it. And and that's just the reality of the situation. That's the, the world that we live in now where things can change so quickly. You know, the transfer portal isn't even open yet. Yeah. So we, we've got a lot more to get through and we've got those two guys. There will be a lot more. It, that's not a reflection of Brian Thorfield or the coaching staff no. or the program. That's just the reality of how college football is now. Um, on those guys, I mean, Davion Carter's had a really good season. I think one of the things that, we haven't talked so much about in a positive way. The offensive line this year actually oh, yeah. played pretty well and including injuries to a lot of different positions. But Davion Carter was one of those steady forces on the offensive line who I thought played really well this year. Um, and so I would expect him to have, you know, a lot of interest in the portal. Kevin Carter is a really interesting one because he's a guy who's obviously been a backup. He's, he's a local Memphis kid. So, fans really want to root for him. You can see in the reaction to him going in the portal, mm-hmm. um, you know, people are upset about it, but it makes sense, right? If you've been in a program for two years and he was somebody who had offers from power five schools and, yeah. chose to come and here, local, he, yeah. he wants to be a starter. He wants to be a starter. And so it makes sense. I'm, I'm going to be really interested to see where he ends up going and then how he does um, wherever that is. And I think a lot of people in Memphis will be too. And, mm-hmm. and obviously if he goes somewhere and plays really well, then they're going to say, why didn't we keep him? And, and that, all that stuff. But, um, that also would, you know, this isn't based on information I have, but reading between the tea leaves, that that would sort of suggest that Seth Hannigan will be back, yeah. which I think would be huge for um, for the team next year with all the things we talked about in the new conference. So this team is going to look a lot different even when they play in the bowl game, whatever bowl game it is. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that transfer stuff is it's just getting started and it's going to keep going mm-hmm. for the next month or so they will not sign a single player that can help them next year more than keeping seth hennigan will yeah 100 percent. and and that's it's especially like i like i've talked about it and even in the game on friday like he's even when i've asked him about it he's kind of been like yeah you know getting healthy playing well like he's been playing really really good football specifically over the past four or five games um and he's had a really good stretch even with the injury and so it's been really impressive to watch, and you have to think that he would improve even more next year. Yeah, well, it's that time of year. you got to keep your phone on at all times and, and keep an eye out for it because you never know who uh, and when a player could enter the transfer portal. But, Jonah, thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again next week. All right, thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you, Jonah. Jonah. Jonah Dillon, the Tiger football beat writer for the Commercial Appeal. He joins us every Monday to talk Tiger football. But let's go ahead and get to a break. When we come back, we got to talk about the other Tigers, the basketball team. They were in the Bahamas last week for the Battle for Atlantis. We'll talk about what they did in their three games next on Sports Time. Now back to Sports Time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Lexus of Memphis. Here are your hosts, Brett Statz-Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Welcome back into Sports Time. Bryant and Brett with you as we wrap up our first hour. And we've got to talk 
about the Tiger basketball team and what they did in the Bahamas. A three-day span, three games in three days. They started it with Michigan, and I thought really impressive for most of that game. Now, kind of let Michigan come back, but that's a that's a good Michigan team. I don't I don't really care what anybody says about them. It's a good Michigan team, and that was really the first time we've seen Ashton Hardaway kind of show that potential and that because here's the thing: he belongs. He, he belongs, and, and the thing is, Brett is. I don't think a lot of people just casually watch high school basketball. And I don't think there's some people that when a guy commits to a school, they go and they try the to watch. The recruiting industry oh, does, but yes, most of the rest sure. of us do. But, but most of the rest of the people, you know, the, the general public, if you're not in that recruiting field, um, you, you don't really pay attention. So I had seen a little bit of Ashton, not a ton. And then I'd been hearing kind of the report from, you know, Jason Munns and some of the local media that had been able to go to some of those media practices. And they're like, oh, his shot. He's got a pretty shot. But the first couple games, the shot wasn't falling. He looked like a freshman out there. But then that first game in the Bahamas, when Michigan's starting to make a comeback, to have that much poise as a freshman to knock down some of the shots he knocked down, I was really impressed. From with way down, down, way. I mean, and it's a. They were right. It's a pretty jump shot. I would love to see the the horse games at the Hardaway oh, House. Oh, that yeah, that that would be that would be fun work. to watch. I know who I take. I take old number twenty five. Take pops every time, <laughs> but. But good first game against Michigan, then yeah. it set up the game against Arkansas. And you know, Arkansas's lost three out of four now. Mm-hmm. They have Duke Wednesday night. How about how about Arkansas getting both sides of the rivalry, North Carolina In six and then days. Duke? That's crazy. <laughs> so again, Tiger fans really need to be pulling for Michigan and yeah. Arkansas to be in that you know, that top shelf mm-hmm. of Big Ten SEC. The RPI a net ranking okay. work was done sure. in the Bahamas. Yeah. A mission accomplished. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we were kind of all saying before the season started of I think you feel really good if you go down there and you go to the rebound. Sure, sure. And and I think that'll work out. I think uh you know Jordan Brown really hasn't kind of looked like himself to start the season. I don't know what that really is, and I'm sure he'll come along. We're still very early in the season, um, but you're right. I think rebounding is something to keep an eye on, but I thought all in all, a, a really impressive weekend, and, and the fact that all of the conversation Thursday night before that game against Villanova, of man, the sky is the limit for this team. I mean, look how good this team still can is. be. It still is, and so I don't want people to get too down on that loss against Villanova, but just to kind of see this energy um, you know, around this team has, has been really fun. We were trying to find the last game before Friday mm-hmm. uh, against Villanova, and I think it was Kyle Lowry in oh, Villanova wow. Wow. in the early days yeah. of, or either late days of Pyramid, early days of FedEx Forum. Now, a full week off, yep. uh, a game against Ole Miss on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then a game against Virginia Commonwealth. Yep. They had a good win yesterday. They did. Common did. Yeah. Then at Texas A&M, not back home until Saturday, the 16th of December. There's a very real chance, at worst, the Tigers are seven and two when they come, when they finally get back to FedEx Forum. That'd be great. Maybe even eight and one. That would be unbelievable. I want to see FedEx Forum rocking. I don't. I don't need any you know janky scan count Mm -hmm. stuff. I don't need ticket sold stuff. I want anybody goes and looks around and knows this place right. is full and rocking. Right. No, and, and and you know if you can get through this kind of gauntlet of road games and and you know 
have two losses or, or maybe even less, I think it will. And FAU beat A&M. And FAU beat A&M. And so, you know, the fact, and I think also the fact that those first two home games are against Clemson and then Virginia is also, uh, you know, will set up to, I think, pretty nice crowds. And so, no, I mean. This oh, is, did you see Tulsa lost to ULR? I did not, no. Lost to ULR yesterday or Saturday or Sunday. I'm one of the two days. All my days are. I am too. <laughs> Box score attendance. Oh, no. This didn't scan count. 925. You're kidding. Yeah. I think it was Saturday. Yeah, oh, Tulsa, man. Tulsa lost to Darrell Walker and UALR. You're kidding. Whew. That's, uh, that's not a good loss uh, by that, any means. That, that's what, when you get into AAC, it's going to do. It, yeah. It's, it's going to start you know, nicking away at the, mm-hmm. at, at the, at the net. Now, you're going to see that um, because, I mean, outside of – Memphis and FAU, I mean, who's the, the next best team? Maybe SMU. Mm, I don't I mean. Wichita State? I mean, it's all Wichita maybe. Wichita State, maybe. Let's see. In terms of Kim Palm, the highest rated team in the American that Memphis plays outside of Memphis and FAU is Tulane. Ooh. No, 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 no. SMU is 84. Yeah. Okay, so SMU and then they, they've Tulane. shown a, a pulse. Eighty four and ninety seven are your top two outside of uh, outside of of the rest. So it's you know it's going to be a pretty down conference, but uh, we'll see what the Tigers can do. I thought very very promising what they were able to do down in the Bahamas. But let's go ahead wrap up our first hour and get to a break. When we come back, we'll talk college football and college basketball with David Cobb from CBS Sports.